Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Aminatu So. And I'm Ann Friedman. On this week's agenda... Cheeto watch. Paul Ryan is disgusting and Javanka are up to no good, as always. Plus, Angela Merkel, we feel your pain. Tracking legislation in the States, a Senate seat battle in Georgia, and question, what if we had paid time off for civic engagement? Plus, the hardest working baby in show business. You want to talk about the news? Oh my god, so much content. What's going on? Are you watching the Cheeto this week? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, this week is a new week, but all of last week was incredible. First of all, my man is like two-thirds through his first 100 days and has accomplished exactly zero things. Zero. Like, this is amazing. Because the healthcare bill best healthcare bill in the world as paul ryan called it was defeated which like the no healthcare bill <laughs> oh my god just like the sheer incompetence of it all okay let's just go let's go through the motions what's going on with cheeto well okay so yes the big headline is failure of a really terrible healthcare bill that literally no one liked like not a single human there are evil people who didn't like it because it wasn't evil enough and didn't cut enough people off of health care there are reasonable people including the twenty four thousand who would have lost coverage <laughs> who were like right. this to is be terrible clear, the bill failed because it wasn't cruel enough like exactly what happened this is how crazy these fucking republicans are right so no one liked it but some of us didn't like it for like moral reasons and some of us didn't like it because we are interested in making money and protecting rich people, not guaranteeing healthcare for everyone. So that's like the, the headline. Yeah. And also like watching the Republicans in various branches of government scrambling to not characterize this as a defeat has been a unique pleasure. It Okay. You know, like how for seven years, Republicans have basically in the House have been passing all of these like terrible repeal bills. And then every time Obama is like, fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. And so like that never happened. So it's like very clear that like all of this time they're just like spent saying no, but nobody actually had a plan. Like this is fascinating to me. Secondly, they also like perpetrated this lie that like Obamacare was like passed in the dark and uh, the president like rammed it through or whatever. To be clear, it took Obama and Nancy Pelosi 13 months to pass health care. Obama gave so many speeches. He like crisscrossed the country. He did that. One- he like went to Congress to like convince them. And all of it was on TV. It's like C-SPAN was like basically like healthcare span for like a year almost right votes were whipped (laughs) yeah this is all we talked about let's pause one minute to discuss the genius that is nancy pelosi and how she gets no credit because she's a woman and she's older nancy pelosi is iconic watching paul ryan not be able like have the majority that he does he didn't need a single democrat could have stood to lose like 20 something people in his party like not vote still couldn't fucking get it together you realize that he's just there's just this like incredible mythology built around him that you know like he's not a politician he's a policy wonk or whatever and it's like no actually the bill was shitty from a policy standpoint 
the one job that he's supposed to do, which is like rally his party, he like couldn't fucking do. Everything was bad. The healthcare bill at the last minute, they like kept changing all of these things. Right. And then, so it's like at the last minute, they're like, yeah, no more essential health benefits or whatever, which basically means like, no hospitalization <laughs> no like yeah no like i mean the, the phrase essential health benefits should tell you what you need to know <laughs> the whole point of the health care is that like you know at the barest minimum possible is that like if you get hit by a bus you're able to go to the emergency room and like they will patch you up this bill like did none of that then we just got into this like nasty forever conservative awful human debate where they're just like why should men pay for maternity care and it's like hello because we pay for your fucking prostate checks like this is how insurance works yeah this idea that is so prevalent in that line of talking which is that essentially women women are expensive are a drain right are like a drain on the system and like men don't cost anything and it's like well First of all, it's your own problem for not getting preventive care checkups regularly, right? Like, I mean, maybe statistically, like, men are not accessing health services as much, but, like, that's just stupid. Like, everybody should be doing health care the way women are more likely yeah. to do it with preventive also, care. Also, yeah. all of these babies have fathers, second of all. And also, wait, what now? Or, wait, I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me men are involved in yeah, reproduction? Yeah, no, men are involved in <laughs> reproductive health. Like, can you believe that the party of family and, like, pro-life doesn't believe in like taking care of babies no i refuse to believe it i'm so shocked (laughs) i firmly believe that if you have been born you should pay for maternity care like that's how that works (laughs) (laughs) you have entered into the world (laughs) if you were born somewhere somehow like this is how you repay this oh my god maybe paul ryan was grown in a petri dish (laughs) we're also in the middle of this like a terrible opioid crisis like a lot of people in states that are really affected by this stuff and now it's like republicans are telling them like sorry we like won't pay for your care addiction's not real like fuck you guys and so it's like what is the point even of having of having health care also they were so careful to say that they were repealing all of these obamacare mandates because they just want you to have access to health care guess what I have access to a $5 million house. It doesn't mean I can buy that shit. Like, that's not how this works. It's like, either you give it to people or not. But the thing I guess that's exciting now is that, like, Republicans and Democrats are, like, are talking about universal health care. It's like, what? I'm turn I know. this bitch into a socialist country by the end of the year. Nuts. Oh, my God. God willing. I mean, there's also this notion, too, that when Republicans talk about repeal, like they had this plan that was like, we're going to get rid of Obamacare and then we're going to like wait for, you know, however long it yeah, takes the to put together a new plan. Years. <laughs> I know. And it's like, I'm sorry. How many of us are going to be dead before then without any health care? Like, it's honestly shocking. I, I truthfully don't understand how you have that much of a disconnect between what you think people actually need on a day to day basis. It's not a disconnect, Anne. It's like, it's uh, incompetence. Do you think that's true? Do you think it's like people in their lives, though? I mean, like, okay, I know that a lot of, like, people who wanted a crueler version of this bill are, like, people who have been rich for a long time, right? But, like, doesn't everybody have someone in their family who is, like, at some point had a health crisis? Like, this is what I truthfully don't understand. It's still incompetence. Here's why it's incompetence. It's because, like, they, they didn't have a plan for seven years because... Their excuse is that, like, they were used to being an opposition party and not a governing party. And it's like, actually, you should have ideas to bring to the table every fucking day when we're paying your goddamn salary. All of these Congress people, like, have stellar health care. Like, we should make them buy their health care on the exchange. And then maybe, like, things will change. Like, that's yep. the bill that I would push if I was in Congress. And third of all, the problem is that the Republican base, there are all of these people, the people who are the most vulnerable ones, like, the people who actually need the health care are also under this like disillusioned thinking where they want to get their health care through jobs that are never fucking coming back. So they just assume that they're not going to need it. It's like basically like buying your health care on the exchange is ba- like being on the dole for liberals and then like they're going to be fine. And it's like, actually, no, you people love the Medicare expansion. Like, like all of you people, like this is going to be a problem. Right. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, and I do hope that like one of the other, I hope that there are a couple of lessons from this going forward. Like, um, you know, one of them being that actually, even when you are the opposition party and you are, for those of us who are like writing to our members of Congress and saying, resist, 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 no, no, no. That has to happen simultaneously with like also developing new ideas. And I get it. Like we, we like, like most of us who are writing those letters are like, yeah, single payer would be great. But like also communicating like proactively, like, hey, when there's the opportunity, this is what we want to see happen. Um, feels I trust pretty important Nancy to Pelosi me. to do that. I feel like that's what's going to happen is because now they have this opening, right? It's like Democrats have more leverage than they had before. It turns out that when you pander to like your most right wing part of your party, you actually like can't get anything done when you're a Republican. These are the same people that like fire John Boehner. They're going to fire Paul Ryan, like for sure it's going to happen. And they're just making it impossible to just do middle of the road stuff. It's like they were counting on health care for tax reform. So now it's really hard to see where the president's agenda goes, right? It's like, well, you didn't save any money on the goddamn healthcare bill. So how is tax reform going to happen? And also it's like the cruelty comes back, right? It's like Paul Ryan literally his entire life. He like wanted to get healthcare and he wants these like two big tax cuts basically for rich people. This is not going to happen. This is America, Paul Ryan. Calm down. Do you remember like two or three years ago when Paul Ryan was going on his, I'm air quoting, like poverty listening tour and was like, oh, like as as a serious policy person. Yeah, because he started talking to this pastor. It's like very sick. And um, and he got all this really flattering press for it. Like, I totally remember all of these long articles about, like, his soul searching and his, like, truly trying to understand what it means to be low income or in straight up poverty in America. And then it's like, you know what? Like, all of those fools who bought that, like, despite his libertarian rhetoric and despite his voting track record, I'm like, I want to just, like, call up everyone who wrote those articles and be like, look what you did. Like, you, you totally transcribed that. But even more egregious than that are all of the people and if i recall all men who like a couple of years ago before he had john banner's job before he ran with mitt romney like basically lionized him as this like policy genius it's like no actually like this bill was bad like forget the tactics right the actual tactics of like how you get a bill passed which um paul ryan failed at the president failed at it's like you can't go golfing and then expect other people to do a job for you like this is like what you need to do it's like the bill itself like the policy of it itself was bad and that's why he couldn't sell it to anybody in his party and so it's like i remember all of those articles and i want to go back and shake all those people and i'm like you have zero evidence to say that this guy is a policy genius except for the fact that he's on some budget committee and he just like talks like he knows what he's doing And it turned out the emperor had no clothes. No clothes at all. Like only like smelly workout clothes. Like I feel like Paul Ryan is like a like a gym rat with like nothing beneath the surface is the narrative to push. Oh my God. Remember that Time magazine photo shoot that he did? Oh, I can't even. Yes, I do. Oh my God. I'm going to actually look it up right now. P90, P90X, Paul Ryan. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, like bros are always going to bro, man. Like, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. They are so ridiculous. But, like, this was the first big test for him, and he, like, bombed majorly. And it's hard to see, like, where he comes back from it. And now it's really interesting to see all of this, like, coverage where all of these, uh, you know, it's like senior White House official says, and you're just like, Spicer, just just say your name. It's cool where they're all like, we're open to working with Democrats. It's like, well, actually, remember how the president's been shitting on the same Democrats that he now needs help from? Like, it's hard to see how that happens now. They're just like bad tacticians. John Boehner, at least like at the end of his tenure, like him and Obama, like basically did a pact with the devil where they were like, okay, like, let's just do things. And then my man still lost his job. And with Trump, it's like, he's been shitting on all of these Democrats. So it's hard to see how that's ever going to happen for him. And also like the base, AKA us, like, like we are not going to stand for it. So say goodbye to your infrastructure plan. Say goodbye to tax reform. Like the wall, where the fuck is that money going to come from? 
can't do it. Why didn't he start with infrastructure? This is the thing that blows my mind, right? Because that infrastructure plan, Obama was into infrastructure and like early in his presidency proposed a bunch of funding for jobs and improvements on that front. This seems like a no-brainer victory that like you should start with, but like, no, no, it's all like, how can we do the big kind of gotcha thing that's like on our to-do list? My one theory about it is, again, the cruelty thing is that they really wanted to embarrass the, like, anniversary of Obamacare. You cannot pass, like, major legislation in, like, 13 days. That's just not going to happen. Everybody in the White House was like, the president left it all on the field. And it's like, no. (laughs) He, like, read a draft. Calm down. That's not what happened. But also, I suspect... Paul Ryan really wanted the like savings from the health from healthcare because he was so overconfident. Infrastructure would have been the way to go because you know it would have been really hard for Democrats like if you're promising like I don't know like like Congress people from Michigan like new pipes in Flint and like all this stuff even if they hate the president like that would have been really hard to say no to, and now it's hard to see what they can say yes to at all. How's it going? Oh, you know, I'm like luxuriously having my space heater on, even though it's not that cold out. Like, (laughs) that's all that's all that's happening here. Yo, let me tell you, I installed a nest by myself this weekend. And I feel like I learned so much shit about like thermostats, like insane. Does this involve something more than like just sticking it on your wall? Did you have to like do things with wires? Oh, my God. So here's the here's the problem. When they say that it takes like no more than 30 minutes. And so you're led to believe that like, I don't know, 28 of those minutes is like configuring your Wi-Fi or whatever. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) When I took off the old like thermostat cover, nothing looked like it was supposed to in the pictures. So I panicked. I was just like, oh my God, now there's a gaping hole in the wall. Panic moment. And then... I had not turned off the electricity or like the breaker or whatever because it's hard to figure out like where the breaker goes. But also like the instructions are really unclear about this. And then it wasn't until I was like reading the internet that all these bros were like, make sure you turn off your power. And I was like, this bitch did it with the power on. Um, Nobody died. You're still here. Yeah. (laughs) It ended up in like almost near tears and having to Skype with like a pro who, like, the minute I, like, showed him my thermostat was, like, this thermostat's been broken for at least 30 years. <laughs> he's, like, oh my he's like, well, how are your energy bills? And I was, like, out of control. That's why I'm putting the nest in. And he was, like, that's good. So then, like, I just, like, figured it out. It's, like, not that many wires at all. It's just that, like, my case was, like, problematic. And then, um, but I just, like, feel very accomplished. Last year, I, like, hung up my TV on the wall myself. Now this nest. I just, I feel like I'm unstoppable. Next up, I'm going to build my own house. Oh, my God. With YouTube tutorials, anything is possible. <laughs> I know. Everything on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, but does this mean that, like, now hackers can use your nest to, like, you know, shut down the internet? 100%. Next time Russia tries to interfere with our elections, they're going to go through my nest. And I just ordered the Nest, like, uh, the f- smoke detector. I'm, like, getting all of it. It's perfect. Oh, my God. There's a Nest smoke detector. Listen, like, I can't yeah, even... Yeah, it talk. has, like, it has like its own name. I feel like, like, this is not SpawnCon, so it's, like, hard talking about all this stuff. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> this is just home improvement. <laughs> yeah, this is just home improvements. Yeah, Nest has, like, their own, like, smoke detector... I'm really, I don't know. It's like something happened where I was like, I want to put as much of my house on my phone as possible. All of this to say that like one day the Wi-Fi will go down in Brooklyn and 
like, what do you mean will, one day doesn't it and, go down with regularity and i'll just like die inside my own house it's like the co2 detector won't work then i like won't be able to open the door and then the nest will like electrocute me oh my god i'm stressing out the very thought is stressful. i know and then my like drop cams will just like beam into russia it's like that's exactly what's gonna happen on the upside we now have clips if we ever do get like some sort of home energy advertiser <laughs> just cut I'm and paste really from this into home energy dog i applied for the rebate at con ed and everything <laughs> i know i mean i love that feeling too of like I did a DIY thing that seemed before I started to be beyond my capabilities, but I like figured it out with the help of like the internet slash some like Skype help intervention, you know? Seriously. I knew I was really stressed out when afterwards I like sat down and like one tiny tear just like trickled down and I sighed oh. <laughs> and then I got ice cream. Like a single sad Jordan tear. Yeah. And then I got ice cream and I was just like, where is my HGTV show dog? Like, this is crazy. Oh my God, where is, yeah, where is the HGTV show where like there's not an expert host? It's just like one it's lady. It's just me. It's just like single lady with ice cream. Like single try- lady with ice cream and YouTube tutorials. Yeah, trying to like change a light bulb. And then you text everybody you know. You're like, excuse me, guys. I like did this today. I know. <laughs> All day. Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. Or it could come from me. I mean, not to. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com. Offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Meanwhile, our like the other branch of the grifting family, what's up with Ivanka and Jared? Oh my god, Javanka, those two are one hundred percent going to jail. Javanka are going to jail and the like the path is being set. So Ivanka's like bored of selling shoes and dresses, slash the shoes and dresses business is like not doing well. Yeah, it turns out a gaggle of conservative ladies going to Macy's and making videos of themselves buying your, like, terrible accessories is not a way to revive a brand. Right. So now she's, like, moonlighting as a White House official. It's terrible because, again, it, like, goes back to them lying. It's like, remember way back when during the transition, there were all these stories about how the president applied for clearance for Javanka for Secret Service clearance, and then they were like, fake news, it's not true. And then it turns out that it was actually true. They were just waiting for the blowback to die down. They've been like holding an office for her this whole time. No offense to Ivanka, but it's really fucking offensive to me (laughs) that she is taking the job of somebody who could be way more qualified than her to do this job it's like actually like this is everything that like feminism is outraged by like this is nuts 
I feel like this administration has proved to be uniquely terrible at appointing anyone who's qualified full stop. And so like in a way I'm like, oh yeah, she's terrible. Whoever else would have been terrible. But for me, it's more just like recognizing. Can you imagine some extended Obama or Robinson family member getting a White House office like during the last administration? They should have given Sasha Department of Labor to run. It's like, I don't know what qualifies any of these Trump children. They all work for their father, which is the biggest like nepotism grift in the world. It's so offensive because they lie so much about it. And then they just make the country look like a banana republic. It's crazy. It's like the president just goes like, talk to my kids, you know, and everybody knows how the game is played. It's like, you know, this is exactly what happens in developing countries, right? But so anyway, Jared, (laughs) first of all, like Jared runs everything. Jared's going to fix the Middle East. Jared is like the point person for foreign policy. Jared is like the shadow Rex Tillerson. Like Rex Tillerson doesn't have a job because Jared is doing his job. Like it's crazy. Rex Tillerson doesn't even want to be here. (laughs) Oh my God. Pause. Do you see that story? How Mrs. Rex Tillerson (laughs) is who made him like take this Mrs. Tillerson was like, you have to take this important job. And he was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, she was like, God's not done with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world. Like, he did his time. Big misread of God's will. That's what I have to say about that. I know, but now, but now look, it's like you hire a fucking, like, gas attendant to be Secretary of State, and every day we're inching closer to war in North Korea. It's like the news is so alarming. It's just like Rex Tilson took a nap because he was tired. Next thing you know, it's like North Korea like <laughs> launches missile testing, blah, blah, blah. But so anyway, Jared is doing everything. And then now he is also running some sort of incubator in the government, which is so offensive, first of all, because they were trying to sell it as like a, this will be a council that's like run by all people who have no government experience. And you're like, well, let's see how that works out for all. Of you. Right. Isn't that the whole executive branch at this point? People with no government experience. I know. But also like, here's the thing. We know that like Trump can't run a business. Jared's entire business experience is inheriting a business from his dad because his dad went to jail for setting a honeypot for his uncle. Like this is not okay. These people like do not know what they're doing. And now they're in charge of like actual real lives. Yeah, that is the least innovative business story in American history. Like inherited business after like familial drama. Inherited new position because I married into another powerful family. Um, But in this Washington Post article about this like new office, you know, there's this quote from him. The government should be run like a great American company. Our hope is that we can achieve successes and efficiencies for our customers who are the citizens to which we're not customers i know we're your fucking bosses like i'm like you work for us like we don't buy shit from you like you work for us to provide fundamental services because we pay taxes we pay you like seriously i can't even uh and the grift is so good these people are really gonna come out like billionaires like after all the dust has settled it's like they went in not as rich as they claim to be they're gonna come out like rich as fuck yeah it is nuts but here's the other tea is that jared is (laughs) like congress like is subpoenaing to come testify because apparently he's part of russia gate too of course he is Of course he is. This is like... Oh my God. It's like, Jared, your dad went to jail. Like, don't follow his footsteps. I'm telling you, this whole thing is going to end with Javanka in jail. Like, Barron's going to be the only one not in jail. I mean, yeah, it is actually just straight up textbook Banana Republic stuff. And I'm not talking about mid-priced workwear. Like, this is like, (laughs) you know, textbook. Like, this is what it means when your government is not actually like a functioning democracy. Right. It's like, talk to my son-in-law. And also, like, if you look at Jared's portfolio, I'm not kidding. He's literally running everything. It's like, Jared's going to fix the Middle East. Tremendous. Jared's going to fix veterans. Tremendous. Jared's Jared's going to fix, he's going to figure out the money for the wall. Jared's going to talk to the Russian spies. Jared's going to, and it's like, can Jared live? I mean, only in jail can Jared live. That's the real, that's like the punchline of that. Oh my God. It's like all of this So all of this to say, like, they're not getting anything done. We're not better off for it, but it's like all of the, like, Machiavellian, like, oh, my God, these people are so evil feelings that I have have, like, dissipated somewhat. I'm just like, no, these people are just, like, very dumb. They're still going to hurt us a lot. But, my God, they're so dumb. I know. 
here's the thing. If you don't have a job description and if you don't have a job title and you can't like explain what you're here to do, there are like bigger organizational problems than just you. And like, you know, like that is like totally the the Javanka situation to a T. Like everything about her office is, oh, an undefined role to do her advocacy work. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. I'm I'm about to blow your mind. Hit me. Hold, please. Hold, please. I need to do a deep Google. Give me one second. <laughs> a pause button Google. <laughs> pause button. Thank you, Liz Plank at Vox.com. This was the one hit that came out for it. Ivanka did this campaign way back when where she was encouraging other women to share their job titles. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it said, uh, here we go. Record yourself saying your extended job title followed by your name and actual job title reads a post on her website advertising a campaign that encourages women to state all their roles, even the ones that extend beyond the workplace. Post the video to your social channels and tag a few women who inspire you to encourage them to follow suit. Be sure to hashtag uh, women who work and tag at Ivanka Trump. I don't forget anything. I mean, this is the thing too, though, like, like all of Trump's tweets about like the stuff he is or isn't going to do when like it doesn't match up with reality, like seeing her do that. I mean, when I guess we need to all be asking her to share her job title, just like sending that post back at her. I know. <laughs> I'm like going to put this. I like I hope Tina plays the audio for this, but it's like really sweet. This brand is a celebration of women who work. This is like a good therapy session <laughs> because it's not just about the nine to five. It's about having a full life, lived to the fullest. Thank you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thanks, guys. We invite you all to join the conversation, and let's show the world what it looks like to be a woman who works. It's crazy. Also, here's the other thing in Cheetah Watch that's actually my favorite thing, is how they're just lying about the president playing golf every weekend. (laughs) Oh my God, the golf cart budget, the $16,000 golf cart budget. Is that what you're referring to? Um, the fact that every time that he's playing golf, they lie that he's in meetings and they won't let the press pool. <laughs> but <laughs> all of these like Republican dude bros keep geotagging him at his properties. So it's like the president's in meetings. And then it's like, I just saw a picture on Instagram where he's wearing a golf glove. That one, at least I would give him the benefit of the doubt. But then this one this weekend was like amazing. It was like he was wearing golf cleats. (laughs) He was in a golf cart. And they're just like, uh, the president, they're like, yeah, the president is playing. The president is taking meetings. And I'm like, just say he's bored and he's like fucking playing golf, which is so rich because they all went after Obama playing golf like every once in a while. And Trump, it's like, you've been president for like eight weekends, eight weekends in a row, you've gone on vacation. Um, One of my favorite results of this phenomenon is, uh, did you see this bill that Democrats have introduced called the Making Access Records Available to Lead American Government Openness Act, the Mar-a-Lago Act? (laughs) Oh my God, give that staffer a fucking raise. Oh my God. So good. Basically disclosing the name of anyone who visits the White House or quote, any other location at which the president or the vice president regularly conducts official business, a.k.a. the golf realness bill. (laughs) Like, admit to it. They're they're just liars. Like, big-time liars. Mm. And they lie, like, the way that, like, nine-year-olds lie. It's like, uh, here, yeah, my dad works at Nintendo, sure. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't know why my friend is tagging me. I wasn't there. Meanwhile, there's a photo. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, I don't get it at all. Well, I get it. It's just, like, pathologically dishonest people. But at the same time, it's just, like, you know we have two eyes, right? Like, (laughs) here's the president and, like, head-to-toe Nike golf attire. Like, of course he's golfing. Did I tell you how I finally, uh, I rewatched like all the president's men? No, you didn't tell me this. Oh my God, Anne. It, <laughs> so first of all, it was like, so it's actually like a really good rewatch in this age. I just like had forgotten. I had forgotten so much. Cause like clearly when I watched it, I was like too young to understand like the real life implications of this, but it's like, you know what? Watergate was really boring. 
like very, 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 very boring. They like caught everybody via meeting in parking garages and writing boring articles for like two years. Well, yeah, or also just like thinking about the level of offense versus what the FBI is currently looking into with regards to Russia or like, I don't know, like the scope is also so different. It's pretty incredible, like not just the tactics for exposing it. Yeah, and it was just like very run of the mill, like somebody lied and like the cover up is how like everybody came down. But also like really it's because like Nixon was son of a bitch, you know? And I was like, I was just watching it. I was like, man, this is giving me hope. Who knows? Might be stuck with Trump for four years, but like he's definitely going to go down and he's going to go down very hard and it's going to be beautiful to watch. I hope, I so, so hope that you are right. And in fact, like the fact that you believe that's true is going to get me through at least a few other weeks of this news cycle. Because here's the thing. I just like don't see an alternative. And I don't think that it's going to be like, Tiffany's going to drop off his tax returns at the New York Times wearing a hoodie and sunnies and then like that'll be like the smoking gun or whatever. Here's a man who has said like the most egregious things and done the most egregious things and was still elected president. But the only way that I can believe that the American project is like ultimately good is that we cannot stand for this long term. I know, but that was the thing people said before the election. Like, the only thing that would make me believe the American project is not bankrupt is for this person to, like, not no! get the nomination or not no, get elected. Or, like, no. people totally elections, said similar versions of Elections that. just need Russia to interfere and everything is lost. <laughs> it's like, that's fine. That was the Russia factor. <laughs> it was just a selective hacking issue. <laughs> yeah, that was a selective hacking issue. That's what I'm going to believe. But just, you know, it's like running for office and like being in office are like two very different beasts. And so far, it's like the swamp is draining him. Everybody Ooh. is everybody is like quitting. Everybody's quitting or getting fired. And also like the noose is tightening around some of these people. Like the Russia stuff is like kind of incredible. The Russia slash Turkey stuff. It's like, how could you let Mike Flynn get a cabinet position when you knew that he was a foreign agent? Because they knew. They like 100% knew still let him and then now he's like billing people like five hundred thousand dollars for like work he did on turkey like that's wild you mean innovating like maybe (laughs) he needs an office of innovation (laughs) oh my god meanwhile mike flynn jr is like still losing it on twitter like oh my favorite drive-by like every couple days Oh my god! I didn't even. I this is something I'm not even clued into. It's yeah, like this the is, next this is generation deep. of this despots. is deep. If you're not like there, don't go there. I'm gonna f- remain firmly here and not go there. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Flynn Jr. is not somebody you need to know. All of this to say, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen because they are like they're digging their own graves. It's really, I mean, it's really easy not to run afoul some of these like ridiculous like government rules. And instead, they're just like, nope, we're not keeping records. Yeah, we're going to lie to the FBI. Yeah, we're all going to turn up in Russia. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Right. Uh, Let's see. But like, four years is a long time. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope to goddess that you are right. That's all I have to say. That or really, like, our last hope is um, Tiffany and her mom. It's like, who knows? Maybe, like, they will grow conscience. Here's hoping. Here's to hoping. Or they'll just be tired of being ignored. (laughs) (laughs) i think that's more likely just like it's like a it's like a last ditch tantrum for attention (laughs) totally it's like tiffany's invited to stay dinner and it's like that's the undoing of the entire regime it's true i i i hope that trump is sending them some like nice off the record gifts and perks because like that's the key for him oh my god the lowest point though of all of this was the angela merkel visit like oh Oh, i can't how embarrassing no home training this president part of it is like okay angela is not only holding together the entire european continent and she has to come (laughs) she has to come sit across from this preschooler and have him not even talk to her in terms of what's happening in real time in like geopolitics wouldn't shake her goddamn hand i know shake her hand like what kind of child And then people are saying, we don't know if this is real or not, but people are saying, sources, people are saying that he like gave her a bill for NATO. Okay, this is unsubstantiated. Well, (laughs) it was in a British newspaper and people are saying, and I don't Mm. know if it's fake news or not. 
I, um, I do not believe stuff published in the British press over the weekend. Wow. <laughs> Gonna need a confirmation cool. on that during the work That's week. So I'm cool. sorry. But listen, not me and people are saying I'm quoting other people. Oh my God. Quote, You're joining their ranks Trump. right now. So That's all I gotta tell saying you. That I gave her a bill. But that story just like made me laugh because it makes everybody like, you know, it's just like obviously like do not believe that this happened because it was not substantiated. But I love the idea of like a rich person just like billing somebody for something they don't owe him. And also it's like, hi, you know that NATO is not one big bank account that we like all write rent into every month, right? Like that's not how that works. That's not how NATO works, despite what your weird like Republican listservs have told you that NATO is. That is not what NATO is. Oh my God, that is not. It's like the indignity of it. Um, I know. I mean, uh, it's sort of like me, like going into work and like using a desk and then sending a rental bill for the desk, like to my employer or something like it's not even it's like this is just the basic like this is just your job right now. I love the idea of one big NATO bank account, though. It's just like, hello, everybody. It's the bill time. Um, Oh, this is a good time, though, to plug an Instagram account. I like a lot. Um, Merkel looks. Oh my God, yes. So strong. (laughs) The looks are so strong. It's like, you know, like, here's Angela Merkel, who is like a fucking like physicist, right? Some sort of pretty amazing scientist. And she has to talk to this like second rate golfer and he wouldn't shake her hand. It makes me so angry. I mean, I I also that's actually a nice reminder too. I've been th- I've been trying to tell a lot of women in my life that they should run for office lately. I've been like doing some hard thinking about who I know and who I want to run. And I got to say that like I don't have enough science women in my world, but like when I've been thinking about like the type of person who I want governing, I mean science like, ladies. It's, it's no coincidence that like a woman of science is holding together an important continent. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, it's just to her. It's like, man, History is pretty funny. It's like, look at Germany, the last bastion of like liberal democracy. Who would have thunk? I know. It's uh. gonna be it's gonna be okay. The next big fight that we have coming is uh April twenty eighth, which is when uh <laughs> the debt ceiling essentially runs out. Oh my and god, again? Not the debt ceiling again. <laughs> I know. I'm so bored by the debt ceiling, but <laughs> but get this. It all hinges on like defunding Planned Parenthood. So that's going to be really fun to be angry about. Yay, and, that again. Also sick of that. <laughs> literally, It's literally in four weeks. And the drama of it is amazing. Because what is Paul Ryan going to do, right? He can probably get the House to vote for defunding Planned Parenthood. Because everybody in the House is a fucking idiot. And they know that they're just like playing checkers all the time. But, like, it's not going to pass the Senate. So it's like, what does he do, right? Does he, like, let the thing Does he let the thing pass and then, like, fail in the Senate, which is another failure for him? Or does he try to convince his, like, ragtag team of crazy people who have all run on, like, defunding Planned Parenthood not to do it? Drama. It's going to be amazing. I'm really glad one of us is looking forward to it. This week, I'm really enjoying the resistance. Like, I realized what was up with all these tea partiers. It's like yelling at people that you're angry at, like, feels incredible. Oh, well. Not to, like, make light of this. It's like, this is, like, a big deal for Planned Parenthood. So, you know, like, if you're having, like, calling fatigue, you better, like, take a deep breath because the next four weeks are going to be nuts. And, yeah, it's like, we are all going to the mat for Planned Parenthood. I got to tell you, uh, regarding calling fatigue, I have moved to like an email and fax based like mode of contacting people because I had gotten too many full inboxes, which doesn't log the call at all. Ooh, can I tell you something? You're not going to like this. Here's the problem with faxing. It doesn't work for most offices. They offer the option, but like people don't. So faxing is good if it's like in addition to your calling on its own, like not good. I'm just saying, like, after after enough full voicemail boxes and being like, oh, I'm taking the time to, like, dial in and read the script and then not even getting to leave the message, I just fully transitioned. Um, the, it, well, it's okay. I, it looks like we're probably going to be protesting in the street soon, so don't worry. That's, like, a high-touch. <laughs> high-touch <laughs> problem. Yeah, it's like, we heard from the Soros people, our checks are coming, and we're all marching soon. It's cool. Hey. 
On a related note, listener Terry wrote about a question we took in a previous episode about tracking legislation from several states at once. Oh, yeah. And and mentioned um, something that I knew and had totally forgot. But um, the Sunlight Foundation has an app called Open States, which is openstates.org. And then there's also a new one that's essentially promoting getting in contact more often with your state legislators which is ourstates.org. So openstates.org and ourstates.org are like two, if you want to stay on top of like how the Cheetos agenda is playing out in your backyard. Rad. Um, Pro tips. Rad, rad, rad. Okay, you said you had two updates or are those two updates? There was one other email I wanted to read. So when we asked for stories from the women's strike, we got one late breaking in email that, I really love as like a way of like thinking beyond just defending the kind of inadequate policies that we have now and imagining the amazing like utopian world we actually want to live in. So listener Alexandra writes that I work at a small POC owned web development school and consulting company in Omaha, Nebraska. Earlier this month, I was feeling conflicted and unsure of how to go about participating in the women's strike. I asked my boss about the logistics of taking the day off, and they responded by announcing a new additional category of paid time off for employees. They added two days of PTO for social justice slash civic engagement of any kind so that employees do not have to take out sick parental or or vacation leave to stay engaged. Isn't that awesome? That's really awesome. That's a great company. I know. And so, yeah, they are apparently called Big Wheel Brigade in Omaha, Nebraska. And I just like, I love that idea, too, of being like, okay, at a time when we're like in and not everyone even has guaranteed paid time off for these fundamental caregiving or like sickness, illness reasons that there are like some companies that are living in the future who are like, actually, civic engagement is really important. So like, in theory, you could take this time to vote or to like, you know, show up at your legislator's office or to show up at a march or rally or to show up in court to support like someone who's like needing a visible presence there. I just love it so much. And it really made me feel great about the world. So that is great. Some other exciting news is that the the Tom Price's seat in um, Georgia is really, 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 really competitive. And the Democrat might even win. Stop. In Georgia? That's incredible. In Georgia. That's right. Friend of the podcast, John Ossoff, who is running. (laughs) Uh, True story. The election is April 18th, but I believe that early voting has started. So if you have North of Atlanta friends, tell them to start voting now. Like, this is really exciting. It's like, what would be the biggest give the finger to everybody involved in the healthcare debacle than by giving away Tom Price's seat. Also, Tom Price will end up in jail. Like, that's another one of my, like, cockamamie predictions. I love it. Gonna end up in jail. It's gonna be great. But yeah, so this is super, super exciting. You can give money. They, um, this campaign is, like, doing really well. They have something like 7,000 volunteers, which is great. It's like, if you have time and you want to go down there or up there, like, go for it. This seat could, like, really go to a Democrat. We are so close. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited about this race. Yeah, totally. And I think that like, that's going to start happening more and more. Like there are, I don't know, we're going to talk about this more in a future episode about running for office and about open seats. I've been very heartened to see the outpouring of support for candidates outside of like traditionally democratic districts. Yep. If you are even remotely thinking about running for office, you should email us and tell us why or why not. If there's a race near you that you're tracking that you think should be on our radar, you should email us too. I'm like really curious to hear. I'm excited to do that episode soon. Yes, totally. God, DJ Khaled's talking to his son again. This is making me so happy. Okay, digression. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm just like, like, Assad is the best. He's the best child. He's the best, like, celeb, celeb child. Who knew? Who knew? 
I'm not even going to go there because that's a whole other can of worms about Blue Ivy and like other other celeb children that I am very Listen, interested in. Listen, you know I love Blue Ivy, but like she didn't produce a song with Beyonce on it at three months old. <laughs> like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, hardest, I'm out. I'm hardest, done. Hardest freaking baby in the game. <laughs> I'm so done right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just have to see these pictures of him on the, the private jet where he just like flies to see his dad hanging up goodbye and, and imagine dj Khaled was your dad it's like the most like smothering of like lovingly smothering parent you can i've seen have. how that man treats his flowers i can't even imagine what it's like to be his son yeah, like, i don't know it's also like taking me for a loop because you know i'm not like easily impressed by like affection towards children i like can't handle it I know. When are we going to have, like, the first jet ski while wearing a baby Bjorn, like, snap? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just, like, it's the best. Yeah, it's, like, look at him just, like, pulling this baby off a private jet. I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> also, how did you manage to bring this up just as I was, like, ready to sign off? Now I'm just, like, all I want to do is talk about, like, representations of, like, fatherhood. I was closing my browser and there it was. <laughs> You're a guest right now. Just full stop, full stop on. on and you yeah. like heartless. I'm telling you, just like spend five minutes on Assad content and tell me that it doesn't change your life. His Instagram is lit. Pre-verbal babies just don't do it for me. Even famous pre-verbal babies. And I'm sorry. He produced the song. I can't. Okay. I just <laughs> factcheck.org. I cannot even. I cannot even. He did even. produce the song. Oh my God, Gina, I'm going to send you the audio of DJ Gina, Khaled don't do it. Don't take the bait. <laughs> take the bait. Discussing how it's going to produce the song. It kills You can find us many places on the internet, on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. Download it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on iTunes, where we would love it if you left us a review. You can tweet at us at callyrgf or email us callyrgf at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, look it up yourself, or on Instagram at callyrgf. You can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. Our theme song is by Robin. All other music you heard today was composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. This podcast is produced by the most beautiful producer in the world, <laughs> Gina Delvac. <laughs> uh, okay, see you on the internet. Just wait till Assad offers to produce this podcast. I, I, <laughs> no, we have a producer and she's a competent adult and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Open your mind. Open your heart, Anne.